Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, Research Analyst for Money and Markets here with your Bull in the Bear podcast. Now, if you haven't already, I do want to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you're going to find a lot of great features with Chief Investment Strategist Adam O'Dell, uh, Greens on Fortunes quarter Charles Sizemore, and myself each and every week. Also, check out moneymarkets.com. Uh, that's your home for safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio. And don't forget about our top line premium research service, uh, Green Zone Fortunes. This is where Adam, Charles, and I work uh, very hard to give you our best stock recommendation each and every month. I'm going to put a, try to put a link somewhere uh, in the video so you can find out more about Green Zone Fortunes. Now, on with today's podcast. Now, today, I want to talk about security. We're all living our lives on the internet. Uh, we post to social media, we bank, we shop, we browse, we do all sorts of things, and we do it a lot. Um, and we're all guilty of spending countless hours scrolling through videos, Facebook posts, tweets, the latest news, the latest sales, uh, you name it. We're online and we are doing it. According to a study by uh, Zenith Optimedia, we're projected to spend about 155 minutes per day on our phones on the internet this year. Five years ago, that number was only 94 minutes. And it means we spend about 10% of our day, this includes sleeping, by the way, on our phones, on the internet. That doesn't even count the time we spend on laptops or, or desktops or other devices online. Now, businesses are responding to this by becoming more digitized. Uh, they're using cloud technology to store data, increase productivity, uh, you know, obviously increasing storefronts. If they're in retail, they're increasing their online presence there. But all this comes with a threat, and that threat is hacking. Now, because we're spending more time on the internet and businesses are increasing their digital presence, it's becoming easier for online hackers to steal valuable personal and corporate data. Now, a study by 451 Research in the fourth quarter of 2020 found that 56% of companies surveyed had already executed plans or a strategy of some sort to digitize their business. Now, one of those sectors that's prone to cyber attacks here is financial. Banks not only deal with money, but they also store a treasure trove of personal information on clients, ranging from social security numbers, personal finance information, account numbers, addresses, phone numbers, you name it, banks are usually the ones that have all or most of that information. And any of these things are ripe for hacking. You can give cyber terrorists access uh, to your money, your credit, where you live, everything. And experts fear that because financial services are becoming more and more interconnected, meaning that our ability to connect from one bank to another, ourselves to that bank and that, that, that branch out, uh, is becoming even more and more, the threat of a successful hack could spell disaster for individuals as well as for businesses. Now, if you see here, one simple malicious email can set off a chain reaction of damage to a bank, an individual, and supply chains. Cyber attackers will demand payment from a business or an individual for, uh, for the encrypted threat to be removed, like malware, ransomware, things like that. The threat can put a halt to any financial transactions, which in turn leads to supply chain disruption, a slowdown in productivity, and basically just a, a big hassle that no one really wants to have to deal with. And cyber attacks aren't really new. In 2013, uh, hackers uh, obtained credit and debit card information from retail giant Target. In 2020, two of Uganda's largest mobile money networks, MTN and Airtel, were hacked, resulting in nearly a week-long disruption of service transactions. Later in the year, SolarWinds Corporation, a software company, a rather big one, 
uh, saw its own update used to deploy malware into the networks of 18,000 SolarWinds customers. And these customers included Microsoft and Intel. So very big players here. Just this year, a $5 million ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline uh, halted fuel distribution to most of the southeastern part of the United States. Fuel prices hiked up, supply was halted, and it impacted all of us. Anyone who drove was impacted by high fuel prices. Uh, and then the same month, JBS, which is the world's largest meat processing company, was the victim of an $11 million ransomware attack that disrupted meat production around the world. And this, of course, put less meat on shelves for us consumers to buy. So you see these ransomware and malware attacks don't just impact the businesses. They impact everyone down the line from suppliers to consumers like you and me. Now, companies are, are not only starting to take note, but they are starting to do something about this. A recent study by 451 Research found that 86% of companies they surveyed plan to increase their security budgets in 2021. That's a median increase of 20%. And it means more companies are taking the threat of cyber attacks seriously and are spending thousands and millions of dollars to ensure that they and you don't fall victim to them. So how can investors profit on this trend? Well, it's simple. There are a lot of different public companies that, cyber, uh, that are involved in cybersecurity that you can look for, but I think there's an easier way. And I found the Global X Cybersecurity ETF. It trades on the NASDAQ, and the ticker is actually very clever. It trades under the ticker BUG, BUG. It's an exchange-traded fund that invests in companies operating across development and management of security protocols, preventing attacks to systems, networks, mobile devices, and computers. Basically, in easy terms, they invest in companies that help prevent cyber attacks. These companies may develop software or hardware that help keep cyber attacks at bay. And among its 33 holdings, there are several big cybersecurity names like Palo Alto Networks, uh, Fortinet Incorporated, Norton LifeLock, uh, CrowdStrike Holdings, and Mimecast Limited. And the ETF primarily invests in value and growth stocks across the cybersecurity sector. Now, over the last 12 months, Bug has gained around 24.2% from a low of $24.50 to its price as I record it today. The stock did reach a 52-week high just before the Black Friday sell-off after Thanksgiving. That high was 34.81. That's 42% up from its low. But like the rest of the market, it suffered after Thanksgiving. Now, currently, as I look today, Bug is showing some signs of strength. And I think it could reach that high mark of $34 uh, at some point here in the very near future. Now, what I see here is companies are spending more and more money to upgrade their security infrastructure and protocols to prevent massive, expensive cyber, cyber attacks. And this is going to be an ongoing trend. This is not one of those things where you make one purchase and you're done. These are going to be repeat monthly maintenance, uh, recurring upgrade customers uh, to any one of these companies that are listed in BUG. So it's not a one-off. It's one of those things where people are going to keep putting money into cyber attacks, especially as we become much more technological advanced and cyber, uh, cyber attackers also meet that level and become just as advanced so that they can continue their, uh, their work of terrorizing cyber networks. So this suggests that companies in the sector are gonna continue to do well, even after the COVID-19 pandemic is in a rearview mirror, because you see COVID-19 uh, COVID forced companies to start looking at remote or work from home possibilities. So it kind of forced them into cloud technology and other technology to, to really digitize their presence because they had to. They had employees working all over the place, not in a central location. Well, I think that's going to continue after the fact, not just the remote or work from home, but these security protocols are going to keep needing to be more advanced, keep needing to be updated, and companies are going to continue to spend money uh, in the millions of dollars per company uh, to ensure that their protocols are updated and their networks 
are safe. So to diversify yourself in this strong sector, I'd recommend the Global X Cybersecurity ETF for your portfolio. Now, want to look at last week's poll question. Last week, I made my 2022 bold uh, market prediction that value stocks were actually going to outpace growth stocks in the new year. So we asked you what you thought. Wasn't really surprised by this, but nearly half, 47% of you, said that growth stocks were going to continue to dominate the market, while 29% of you actually agreed with me and said that value stocks were going to take the day. Another 24% of you actually came closer to agreeing with me by saying there's not necessarily going to be a clear winner uh, next year. As you know, growth stocks have really outpaced value stocks uh, in this bull market, and I see that kind of turning a little bit uh, with inflation and with the Fed easing up on its, uh, on its uh, bond buying uh, and infusing capital into the market, I think you're going to start seeing value stocks start to really grow more than growth stocks in the market. Now, uh, we do these polls on YouTube each and every week, so make sure you check back in our community tab uh, to see what we ask next. We usually do it towards the end of the week, right around the time this video gets released, so make sure you check back and, uh, and, and take part, because we really do appreciate you uh, jumping in and being a part of our YouTube community. Now, if you have a question or a particular stock or sector that you'd like me or Adam or Charles to take a look at, email us. That email address is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll put that down below, feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. Uh, or you can uh, post down below here on our YouTube channel if you're watching this as a video. We'd love to do that as well. Um, if we use your question or maybe you send us a video of you asking your question, we stitch that together. Uh, we're going to send you some very cool Money and Markets gear, t-shirt, hat, sweatshirt, all sorts of stuff. We're going to get you hooked up with some cool Money and Markets swag. Also, head over to moneymarkets.com. That is the mothership. Sign up for our free daily e-letter in it. We give you seven full days of safe, sound, smart, simple investment information, all for your portfolio. And it is absolutely free. Until next time, this is Money Markets Research Analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing everyone safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 